Hey everyone, Derek and Jen here with Engage in Heaven Church here in Missoula, and today we got a special guest, uh, Chad Seymour, joins us uh, via FaceTime, and so we apologize for the audio, we didn't quite get it perfect, but uh, he's got a lot of really great things to say, so I hope that it blesses you. Yeah, yeah so Chad, just tell us a little bit um, about like, like your ministry, um, like Obviously, you've seen a lot of healing inside your life, and and where did that all come from, and how did that all begin? <laughs> you know, when I got saved, um, I accepted the Lord at fourteen, got saved at eighteen because I had an encounter, and I just got hungry for souls and miracles. I just wanted to see people saved, and not just saved, but encounter the God that they're giving their life to. Yeah. And one of the biggest things I saw in the church was there was talk about the miraculous and talk about signs and wonders. But when it came, push came to shove, there just wasn't any demonstration, no right. operation of it. Although people believed in it. Right. And, um, for me, it, it, it frustrated me because I knew that's who God was. That's right. what changed me was encountering his power. I mean, yeah. that's the only reason I got saved is because he visited me and changed me and I tangibly felt him. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, what makes Christianity so different is the power, right? Mm-hmm. Like Buddha doesn't have any, Harry Krishna doesn't have any, any of these other, you know, even pseudo religions don't have real power. Right. You know, go, go to a psychic and they'll give you a generic word. Maybe they even hit something dead on, but at the end of the day, it's leading you down a path of destruction. Their best interest for you is not in mind. They just want the money in your pocket. Yeah. And when it comes to Jesus, he said in John 10, 10, I want you to have life and life more abundantly. So anything that interferes with that has to be taken care of. Right. Yeah. So that that's kind of the backdrop for me. I think, I think it's offensive to the Lord that he sent his son to die on the cross and yeah. rise again on the third day and us live in anything less than yeah. divine health in our lives. And that's not any condemnation for somebody who's struggling. Right. That's to say there's something greater to press forward to that's to say let's get hungry and thirsty there's more yeah and we've got to have it so if you were to like inside of a a church service or you know some some witnessing on the street and you bump into somebody and they have a sickness inside of their body and for many people that are going to be watching this maybe dealing with some sickness what's some things that you tell them some scriptures um walk us through that process of what that would look like so I can tell you, and, and I'll read from it real quick. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20 says, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for their life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, an appetite for the word of God as it pertains to health and healing. Right. Um, you know, you can't win a battle that you don't have ammunition to handle, right? right. You, yeah, a lot of people, the idea of being healed is a wonderful idea. And of course it is. Right. You know, even naturally, our bodies are designed. We have an immune system. We're designed to be healed if something goes wrong. And so my first answer to somebody who's struggling, you know, maybe they've been in church and they've heard sometimes God does and sometimes he doesn't. Maybe yeah. they've heard God's using this sickness to teach you something. Maybe, right. you know, well, look at Job and, and all the other things that, that many of us who are believers have heard. Well, you know, 
just real quick as a side note, you're not a disciple of Job. You're a disciple of Jesus Christ. Right. right. Why would you put yourself under an, a covenant that's several covenants back right. before the blood of Jesus was shed for you? It's right. silly. Right. Yeah. And so first and foremost, having a biblical foundation, search the scriptures and fuel your spirit. Right. Read Matthew chapter 8. It's loaded with miracles and healings and people being delivered from oppression that's affecting their body. Right. So f my answer, simply put, feed your spirit man on the word every time you see a miracle. Yeah. Read it out loud. Pray it over yourself and continually do that. And what will happen is Romans eight eleven. It says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you. And through that spirit, he'll quicken and bring life to your physical body. Yeah. So look, I'm, I'm like anybody else, man. I've had fevers try to hit me and flus and whatever else. The first thing I've learned to do is I will get by myself. And if you have a fever, you're probably alone anyway, because you're like isolated yeah. in a chamber. <laughs> Nobody wants to get close to you. But I'll get alone and I'll just start to confess over myself. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. Come on. The yeah. same spirit that worked miracles through Christ lives on the inside of me. Yeah. The same spirit that worked through John G. Lake lives in me. Yeah. And, and you start to go along these lines and make a confession. Yeah. And what will happen is the anointing will begin to rise up in you and it'll drive that condition out of your life. Come on. So, so that's for someone that's like maybe believing for healing for themselves so I'd like yeah. to take it a little step further for, for some of us that believe in healing and, and maybe we want to step outside of the box and believe for healing over someone else, whether that's a spouse, our kids, coworkers. When we start looking at actually like being a minister of the gospel and we want to go pray for people. Like, but there's a little bit of intrepidation because maybe they haven't actually yeah. seen healing. They believe God at his word but they want to take that one step further. What would you say to that person? I would say any gift that you operate in is like a muscle and it takes exercise to develop it and yeah. cause it to grow. God, God can sovereignly do things to increase your measure of faith. But many times it's that commitment to continue pressing and continue pursuing. I laid hands when I started man on thousands of people and saw nothing. Right. And then, but I can tell you stories of tens of thousands of people I've laid hands on and I've seen everything. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, our job is not to get the miracle. Our job is to lay our hands on them and God does the rest of the work. We're That's called good. to be obedient. Yeah. So because here's the challenge. When you take credit for the miracle, you're also going to take credit when it doesn't happen. You're not the miracle worker. Right. Right. The gifts come through the Holy Spirit. So what would I say to somebody that wants to be using it? Number one, Romans 1 16, the gospel is power. Yeah. Get good at preaching the gospel. Yeah. Get good at sharing your testimony of what God has done in your life. Because when you testify, you overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Yeah. Number two, there get so much of it is just removing unbelief. Right. And just getting that out of the way. So yeah. people go, I don't have, I'm not called to be a miracle worker. I'm not called right. to the, you know, healing ministry. I don't have gifts of healing. I don't have the working of miracles that the Bible talks about. That's fine. You don't have to have any because Jesus is Jehovah Rapha and yeah. he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on. Yeah. Number two, you can heal because Psalms 103 verse 20 says, uh, he sent forth, excuse me, Psalms 105 verse 20 says, he sent forth his word and healed them. Yeah. So number one, you can heal because God's the healer and he lives in you. Number two, you can heal because the word is health 
and brings healing. Mm. Number three, you can heal because it's the will of the Father that it be on earth as it is in heaven. Come on. Mm -hmm. So the question asks, is there sickness in heaven? No. Off of that alone, right. I've seen more miracles take place before I ever had a clue. Yeah. I was called to a healing ministry. Right. Yeah. So... Find excuses of why people are going to get healed more than trying to work your mind up to go, I hope he does. Right. It's, it is so simple for God to heal. The same way that somebody can say, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, they're saved. In that same simplicity, they can be healed in their body. It, it doesn't take, you know, six months of this, that, and the other thing. Look, look at the ministry of Jesus. Jesus. Colossians 1.15 says he's the express image of the invisible God. So in the life and ministry of Jesus, you see who the Father is. Yeah. He never he never encountered anybody who was sick and said, come back in six months, you need more faith. Yeah. He never went to lay hands on somebody and say, no, you have doubt and unforgiveness. The Bible actually says that he'll forgive all your iniquities yeah. and he'll heal all your diseases. Right. So in the mind of the Lord, it's a, it's the same thing. If he touches you, he heals you just the same way. And and in the American church, right, faith comes by hearing the word of God. Right. We've been taught a lot on confession, forgiveness, repentance, all those things, and those are wonderful. Right. What would happen if the American church was taught right along that same line? Come on. That God's our healer. God's right. our deliverer. Right. He wants our bodies healthy. First Corinthians 6.20. You got me cranked up and going now, man. I love it. First Corinthians 6.20 says that we were bought with a price. Mm. Therefore, glorify God in our body and our spirit. Yeah. Right? So if we're to glorify God in our spirit, that means living a sinless life. That means living righteous and holy. Right. right. But if we're to glorify God in our body, then our body is a poster to this world that the God that we serve is a miracle-working, health-giving God. Yeah. Wow. So you see what happens. You start to feed yourself with this stuff, and it just starts coming out. You okay. can't stay sick when yeah. you when you have fed yourself like this. So obviously, I mean, I think people really get fired up, and they realize, like, okay, this is possible. Um, yeah. Can we just real quick touch on like someone that's watching this, and they're like, okay, this is the way that I want to go. I believe this with all my heart, but maybe they don't go to a church that maybe believes fully what we're talking about, but they still want to honor <laughs> leadership. They want to honor their pastor. It's not yeah. something where, you know, they need to go into their church and say, you guys are all faithless and you don't believe in miracles. Right. But, but right. what would you say to that person to where they can continue to stir up this gift inside of them and continue to mm -hmm. believe? I would say, you know, there's, there's a two edged sword to that question, right? So, I would say if your church doesn't believe in it, I think a lot of it is probably simply because they've never seen it. Right. So be the answer to the prayer that you're asking, yeah. right? If you want to see miracles, be the answer to it. And, and yeah, absolutely. Make sure you're in submission to leadership and things like that. Truth be told, if your church doesn't operate in it, though, and it's something that you're hungry for, mm -hmm. then it might be time to kind of reconsider and look where you need to plant yourself. If That's you're... Good. If you're hungry for something and you want to grow, then you got to make sure you're cultivating, you know, your relationship with the Lord with a community of believers who are also helping you move forward right. in what you want to see in the kingdom. Stagnation is a cancer in American Christianity. And I think a lot of times 
believers will stay faithful to church just because it's church and not mm-hmm. and at the same time their spiritual walk with God right. suffers tremendously for it. And it doesn't have to. Right. It, yeah. it doesn't mean you have to hate the pastor or be, you know, an angst against him or bitter at all. It just right. means it's not the direction that you're going. And you know what? That's okay. Yeah. If the direction you're going is signs and wonders and miracles, then baby, get into a church that right. at least is hungry for it to pursue right. it. Yeah. Right. And and so so, you know, that's kind of the first part to the answer. What do you say to somebody? Where do they start? I can tell you right now, read T.L. Osborne's book, Healing the Sick. Yeah. Read A.A. Allen's book, uh, uh, God's Miracle Working Power. Yeah. Read F.F. Bosworth's book, Christ the Healer. Yeah. Those three books, I would say, are the top books I've ever read that are that are void of any unbelief. Right. You know, especially in healing, it's so controversial because people, well, it's emotionalism and this, that, and the other thing. The problem is I've seen so many miracles that it's too late to try to argue with me about that (laughs) because I've seen, I've seen it work, you know, that's like people that say, well, they said a prayer, but how do you know they're really saved? Well, you're not the Holy spirit. You have no idea the work that God's doing in their heart. You have no idea what's really going on in the inside. And some of it we won't until we hit the other side of eternity. And you know what? That's okay. I don't have to be such a control freak where I have to make sure that, wow, if that person's really saved or not, or if they told me they're really healed or not, if somebody's telling me they're really healed, we could do something very simple and called and, and have what's called childlike faith and just believe it. Right. Novel yeah. concept, right. but that could be a, a great right. thing to do <laughs> as American Christians. Right. And just, and just believe it in simple faith. You know, yeah. faith doesn't deny the reality of a problem. Right. Faith just lives from a superior realm That's and great. causes that problem to change. Yeah. You know, we, we, we're in 2020, man. You know, there, there's nothing new under the sun. We've got to begin to see that the state that the church is in is not because we've pursued miracle signs and wonders. It's because we've tried to talk our way out of a God right. demonstration. Right. Right. Yeah. We've got to show the world that the God we so adamantly talk about right. is real. Yeah. And you do that by doing what Jesus and his disciples did. And it's operating in miracles. Yeah. Well, you know what I love is that I feel, I feel like we're at this point, you know, inside of like Christianity where people are so hungry and thirsty for like the mm-hmm. supernatural things of God that, that people look at Christianity and they're like, I, you know, if it's just about going to church and checking a box and hearing a word and, right. you know, just singing a couple of songs, like I, I would rather, Social club. yeah, I would rather, you know, take my Sunday and, and go do something else. But but inside of each one of us, there is that deep desire to know the deeper things of God. And I think that yeah. feeling is one of those where they look at the Bible and they look at their life and they say, I don't think this lines up because I right. need healing in my body. My family needs healing in their body. So how do we get from point A to point B? And so I love everything that you're sharing because it so challenges us inside of our thinking and our theology and maybe even some of the stuff that we've been taught that we need to unteach sure. some of the unbelief and really believe God at his word. Yeah. So here's, here's the, you know, I, I've had a lot of people try to go back and forth with me on this. The question that I always ask when it comes down to it is this, show me one time in the Bible where Jesus laid hands on a healthy person and made them sick. Right. Right. It, it doesn't exist. Yeah. No. But anytime you saw a sick person and Jesus was involved, they got healed. Right. Why? Because the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that he came not to do his own will, but the will of the father who sent him. 
So anything Jesus did was an example to us. Right. That is what my heavenly father wants right. for my life and through my life. Come on. So, you know, people, fine. Let's say the gifts of the spirit aren't real today. No problem. God is still the healer. He right. was in the Old Testament and he is in the New Testament. He right. doesn't change. So, so fine. You don't believe in the gifts of, of, of the spirit. That's okay. He still heals anyway. Right. Because you want to know why? Because the blood was also shed at Calvary over 2,000 years ago. Right. And he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And yeah. by his stripes, we are healed. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. The easiest thing a Christian could ever do is just look at the word and take it take it for what it says. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try to manipulate it. Don't try to twist it. Don't interpret it. Take exactly what it says and live it like it says it. I love it. Um, Chad, I wanted to say one thing. I love what you said about that. When somebody comes and you pray for them and they need healing, you don't have to tell them, okay, it didn't happen. You need to come back in six months. I love that because one of like our main sets of scriptures to, to have our hearts focused on comes out of Isaiah 58 when it's talking about the mm. right fast and what happens. And yeah. then Isaiah 58, 8, he says, um, God says to the people, then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. And so it's yeah. like, there is scripture that says it's now faith is now. Right. Right. And, and he right. says himself that your, your healing will come quickly. It doesn't have to be this huge prolonged process. Yeah. That's true. You know, a lot of times if we don't see it, let's be honest. If we don't see it, we try to create theology around it so we can feel more comfortable right. and walk away and sleep at night. Right. Look, when I laid hands on people and I didn't see it, I didn't walk away and say it was okay. Right. I knew it's it's never on heaven's side that right. I'm not seeing it through my life. I will never tell a person if I lay hands on them and I don't see it hit, I'll never tell them it's their fault because Jesus never did that. Right. Even the closest example we have is the man who came and said, your disciples tried to cast it out of my son. They couldn't do it. Help me. I believe. Help my unbelief. What did Jesus do? Jesus didn't say, get out of here, go to a healing seminar until you get enough faith built up. What did he do? Bring your son to me. Come he on. laid his hands on him and he healed him. Why? Because God's mercy triumphs over judgment. He Come makes on. up that difference when we're still learning and we're still growing. Look, I don't care if you fall a thousand times on your face and don't see a single miracle. Keep going on, because it will hit and it you you'll reap if you do not lose heart. Yeah. So don't give up. Don't let the enemy get the upper hand. We're in a battle. We're absolutely in a war. You're not going to get this thing easy. It's going to come with diligence and faithfulness and stewardship and fasting and praying and reading the word and, and almost acting nuts. I didn't get this overnight. I didn't just wake up and all of a sudden float around in the air <laughs> with a Starbucks and see. It didn't work like that. It, it was reading those books that I mentioned earlier, it was studying scripture for years and just looking at this yeah. and cultivating it. And if I didn't see a miracle, you know, I remember I used to lay hands on people with back issues and nobody would ever get healed. Right Now, it's been five years and every single back issue I've ever laid hands on has been healed. I'll share one quick testimony because I can, people that are going to be watching this have back issues and I can feel it. Yeah. There was a guy, I was in Natick, Massachusetts. The guy was getting injections into his back for 38 years mm -hmm. because he had bulging discs in his back and some other issue. And I, I'd have to pull it up on my iPad. I don't remember what it was. But he was in excruciating pain every day of his life for 38 years, mm -hmm. getting needle injections into his back to try to help. 
it wasn't even my meeting, but I was there with Pastor James, who's, who's doing the message. And like we typically do, we'll come up and, you know, allow God to be God. Yeah. So I got up and said, God wants to heal every single person with a back condition. I can guarantee you it's going to happen. Not because I'm any, anything amazing, but because Jesus said it in his word. And right. that's what I believe. This guy ran to the front in excruciating pain. We laid hands on him. The power of God shot through him. And he ran around the building. No more pain in his back. Love it. And I got an email a week later. He went to the doctors. No more needle injections. Absolutely, absolutely bawling his eyes out, thanking God for the miracle. Wow. You know, when God heals you, it isn't just a physical healing. It's right. touching your money. Right. Yeah. Hospital bills are not cheap. Surgeries are not cheap. It right. costs money. Right. You know, people are suffocating under the weight of debt. So even if you don't want to bite that part of the redemption power of Jesus, then bite the other side that he doesn't right. want you to be in lack or poverty. Right. See that he has every single thing of your life covered through it. the redemptive work on the cross. He loves you. He wants to see you touched. He wants to see you well. He wants to see you empowered. He gave you his Holy Spirit. He gave you the word. He put angels around you. He covered you in his blood. He gave you the, the gifts of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, a healthy community of people around you. He put yeah. you in an un. you're in a position that you're unable to fail. You are unable to be defeated. You are unable to fall short. You are filled with the spirit of God, whether you feel it or not. It's mm. not your feelings. Yeah. It's a belief that on the inside, greater is he that is that's in it. me than he that's in the world. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Chad has so many really powerful things to say. And I would encourage you, if you need healing in your body or you know somebody who's in need of healing, share this video with them and let yeah. your faith be stirred up because that's the whole thing. Mm. Like, Get your faith stirred up. Get your scripture behind you to study and just really dig in and hear what he has to say. Yeah. So come back and join us tomorrow for day six.